0: We give all the praise to God tonight. We give God all the glory. We give God all the adoration for another evening again, wherein we come to behold his face together as a people, to to share in the strength of God, to share the glory of God, to partake of the blessedness in the name of the Lord. I most sincerely welcome everyone tonight to another lesson with the Word and another time with the Spirit of God. I trust that your day has gone well and your day is going well if your day is still going. And um, I want to welcome you all especially again tonight. To this wonderful time with the word as we always interact with the word of god for strength you know i i'm beginning to see that the way the world is structured we need the word of god for our spiritual sanity the way the world sucks away strength and 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 hope the way the system is structured um, requires every believer to always run to the refuge of the word. When we are called to salvation, we are not called out of the world, we are called into Christ yet in the world. And 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 the world system is in enmity with God so i want to guarantee you that as you go out every day you are going out into an enemy territory but god has promised us victory as we go so i'm sure that today's been it's been so great a day that you just need the word of god to 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 strengthen yourself tonight and i want to welcome you to that for that today we're going to enjoy by the grace of god um Tonight, I want to quickly start out um, because there 's a lot to to discuss, but we thank God that God um, is strengthening us with, with 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 enduring patience to to behold god 's word and then we will look at the word of God today again and enjoy the the benefits as god 's children, like I say one more time. I believe strongly in my heart that God has wired and given us the word, that the word might sustain us as believers, the word might encourage us, the word might my you know, you know, you know, energize us daily as we face the world. You know, that times you go to the hospital, the way you are treated, you feel what is all this. It's God's word that calms you down, it's God's word that gives us hope. Sometimes you might be driving and you are in traffic for just no reason. Sometimes you might be tempted to be walked up. Sometimes your boss might just not treat you well. Sometimes your colleagues, sometimes your husband, sometimes your wife, sometimes the children they just walk you and stress you out for just no cause. You know, but that's how the system of the world is being designed. It's only the word of God that we run to. You know, people in the world run to yoga run to, to all kinds of stress, living medication and pills. But we are designed to take our strength and refuge and solace in God. And that's the reason we must always fall back, always fall back, always retreat to the Word. And as often as we can get this done, the better for our spiritual state and our spiritual lives. And so it's a pleasure tonight for us again to behold God's word. I believe you are ready to to behold the face of God and be transformed to the same image like Him, even from glory to glory by the Spirit of God. Let's pray tonight as we start. Father, it's a privilege to call you Father. Psalm says in Psalm 8, verse 1, it says, O Lord our God, O Lord our Lord, O Lord my Lord. How excellent is your name in all the earth. For thou, O oh God, hast set thy glory is above the heavens. Tonight, Lord, we've come to you, to you who, whose glory is above the heavens. The heavens refers to the whole universe and the entire planetary body and the Milky Way galaxies. You've set your glory above it and your name is excellent in the earth. That means, Lord, you control all things. The Lord is a privilege, Lord to be called and named after you. We come today to take strength in your word, to take power in your word, Lord, to see your face and, 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 and be assured again of the kingdom. And, and Lord, that we see that, 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 that way that you, you've designed us to work in as we, as we look forward to you and to the coming of your precious son, Jesus our Lord. Lord, this evening I pray for an understanding heart. I pray for a spiritual interaction with the Word today that people, Lord, might, might, might see and behold wonderful things in the Word. Lord, that your Word will become sweet in our taste buds, sweet in our bellies, Lord. Not just sweet, oh God, but, but changing us, making us more like you. As you propose in yourself before the world reform, Father, thank you tonight because the transforming power of your word is manifesting us. Lord, Lord, I, I commit myself to your hands today. Lord, I don't want to speak like men. Help me speak like you. Let me teach, oh God, and and, and 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 deliver your word the way you want it delivered to your children. Lord, as many as we hear the word today, as many as we hear the word again tomorrow, as many as we hear the same word preached. In the next ten years, Lord, you will you will minister to them at the place of their needs. We've come today to revitalize, to receive reassurance, joy, and strength in the Holy Ghost. That which the enemy has taken away in, in the stress of the world, in the in the in the system of the world, in the Lord today we we believe, Lord, that as upon Your Word, Lord, it, it it will return and replenish back to us. In full measure, Lord, we ask this and many more that you intend to do on earth, and we ask by faith through the precious name of Jesus. And everybody said with me, "Amen." If you have any questions as to what we've been discussing, I want you to write them down um, um, because of the of, uh, and then if if you are not um, in church and you want to, you can email it. Um. to so, uh, I don't know what email or I don't know what email you can send email to, but am uh, I'm, I I'm announce that tomorrow or oh, Bramanwal? Kindly text an email uh, an email that question can be mailed to for those who are listening online that are not part of the church. Or you have a question to ask, um, you can mail it and it will be answered and then, and if possible, um, um, answered back to you or answered during the Bible study. So Bramanwal, can you send me an email that people can can send a question to um, those who are not listening so i can announce it and then um, um, while the teaching is going on so just do me an email send it to the church group i, I, I will see there i'm there already um so i can announce it for those who are not um on the group or who are not um, in members of the church at Oba. but yet yeah, you've been following us and you have questions along what we're teaching so can you do that and we trust god for wisdom to answer the questions all right let's go this evening and um, we are looking at the, the, uh, uh, the doctrine of sanctification and this evening I want to run through a few things okay we have an email here please listen everybody if you have a, if you have a question to ask and you are not part of the church of Oba in person but you're following online send your question to the church at 2020 at gmail.com the church at. 2020 at gmail.com. Now the church is in is in small letters together. T H uh, E that is the church, normal church, C H U um, C H U R C H then at A T. Praise God. Then 2020 as in 2020 in figure at gmail.com. So the church at 2020 at gmail.com T H E ch u r 2020 at gmail.com one more time the church at 2020 at gmail.com you are feel free to send your questions to that email it will be um it will be responded to by the grace of god all right um we're looking at certification this evening and first and foremost as the work of the spirit sanctification is the work of the spirit and we know by scripture that sanctification is not a doctrine of a sect or of a movement there's no sanctification movement or sanctification sect no it's is the word of god is god's expectation for every believer uh you know some people will feel that sanctification is puritanism that is is no that there are people in, in 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 the um, 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 in the recent past who are called the Puritans. Um, these are people that are, are holy people. They know, Nobody is called to be a Puritan. Every believer is supposed to be, in that sense, a Puritan. And what is a Puritan? Someone who wants to be, who wants to live a holy life. Alright, that's one Puritan. And then they are called Puritanism or Puritanism. And I know someone will share with me on Sunday that anytime time you hear the word zim zim, Rona will accept evangelism and baptism. And I, and, I, and I agree with him in that sense. Um, so the word sanctification is not an overreaching word. Today in our world, when we hear the word sanctification is like uh, these people, are, they have come again. They have come with law. They have come with, they are, they are trying to to take our liberty from us. No. Uh, Sanctification is not not an act to take the liberty from people. Actually, the will of God is what God has called us to. In fact, the salvation we enjoy in Christ is is further established as we daily work in sanctification. Hallelujah. But before I go deeper this evening, I want to say that sanctification actually is the work of the spirit um, through the, uh, the recreated human being. Is or is a work of the Holy Spirit. Is, is the Holy Spirit at work in us? Is God's expectation? Now we know we read last class in um, um, in First Thessalonians chapter one, chapter four, rather verse three and four. It says, "For this is the will of God, even our word or your sanctification." What does that mean? Living holy. So God commands us. it's the will? This his will. It is not. It's not something that is forced. Is the will of God in Christ Jesus that the children work in sanctification? Now, let me say this again before I go on. Um, in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 26 and 27 in particular, you know, Paul was writing and making allusion to husband and the wife, but if you read in context, it was referring to actually the union between Christ and the church. You find that in verse. In verse of Ephesians 5. But verse 26 says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. But that is the church. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or such thing, but that it should be holy without blemish. So you see, the will of God for the church is that the church is without word is holy and without blemish. So it is not a thing that is to take your liberty or your freedom away, but it's a thing that God has established to make us spotless and without blemish. Amen tonight. So the purpose, the, the end work of salvation is sanctification and progressive living a holy life. You see, if you look at Ephesians 1 verse 4, in the same light of um, um, 5, 26, 27, 1 verse 4 says, According as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be worth holy or sanctified, and without blame before him in love. So, So the call of God for sanctification is not for his season, but it's for our entire work amen he has called us to walk before him holy and without blame praise god now when we got justified we we're made holy and without blame but guess what he expects us to continue to work in that state praise god tonight so as as a point of start sanctification is the work of the spirit um, as a, In an instant and then a continuous work as we make progress in our faith, so the will of God is for every believer to consciously be aware of the, of, 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 of the desire of God and the provision of God to aid and help our sanctification because Jesus is coming for a church that is spotless without wrinkle and without blemish. And that's the will of God. Now, told me tonight to two Corinthians three verse eighteen. Let's read together, everybody. I will quote it, but let's read because we are studying the Bible sanctification. I said that it is the work of the Holy Spirit. I find God that it's not our work alone; it's the Holy Spirit working in us, and and we also have to respond and yield to Him to aid our sanctification. Two Corinthians three. Let's read verse eighteen together. Say, but we all with open face beholding us in a glass the glory of the Lord and are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by what the spirit of the Lord so we are changed as we behold the word. it means one of the things the word of God does is that it keeps us or it helps us to become to change to live sanctified life From glory to glory as the Lord helps us. So what tool does the Holy Spirit use in helping us continue a sanctified life is the tool of Word, the Word of God. So that's the reason it is expedient for you and I to constantly behold the Word. For we cannot continue in sanctification and holiness without beholding the Word. But in any case, sanctification is the work of the Spirit. He uses the word. He uses prayer. He uses many, many tools. Uh, um, um, God has given him in us to aid us into sanctified life. So. Sanctification is not for you alone, but you see, there's something you have to do while the Holy Ghost is helping you from the inside, instructing you, you know, telling you, no, this is wrong, no, don't do this, no, stay in this way, no, don't do that, no, don't make that call, no, don't, don't speak back, don't, you know, it's the Holy Ghost in you helping you to live a sanctified life, and when it does that, the onus is now on you to also obey Him. First Peter chapter number 1, talk with me tonight again. First Peter 1, quickly, verse 2. First epistle of Peter, the general epistle of Peter, the first chapter, the second verse. I read, um, it said, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God uh, through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace be multiplied unto you. Now you see that? So, so, so we are, we are elected, but you see, the election is unto first sanctification. And we know that he that elected us is not us, is God. And he that regenerated us and washed us is not us, is the Holy Spirit. So it's a work of the Spirit for our word, sanctification. Someone say amen to the you following me. Hallelujah. Now, maybe to that last link for our time's sake, turn with me to Romans chapter number 8. Romans 8. Romans 8. We're going to read verse 13 of Romans 8. I'm going to read from here. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. Speaking to the to, to the to the church in Rome. But if ye through you see the word through the spirit mortify the deeds of the body or the flesh, ye shall what ye shall live. If you pander towards the flesh, it leads to death. But if ye through the spirit, that means you cannot mortify the flesh. On your own alone, it must be through the word, through the spirit. So, there's a there's a there's a walking between of 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 God and man in the process of continuous sal, I mean, sanctification. So, we have positional sanctification when we got saved, and we have progressive sanctification. After we have been saved, so the believer is called to righteous living by the help of the Spirit of God. That's the reason most times when men are prone to temptation or to sinning, there's this check, there's this, there's this, there's this pull back. It's the Spirit of God in you restraining you from that. Amen tonight. And that's the reason you must always fall back to the Word of God. Like I told us in the last class, you read Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. It says, "Where there is no revelational knowledge of the Word, the people." become untamed, they become unrestrained, they become, they become, they become, you know, they become wayward in that sense. So what keeps us intact, what breaks us down and makes us to yield more to the Spirit of God as we see the day approach is not, it's not, it's not, it's not the words of men. It is the revelation knowledge that comes from the word. So apart from the word of God, you cannot live a sanctified life as a believer. Now let me and, and, and that's why James would say in James two fourteen be Peter tonight, James two fourteen. Everybody, James two fourteen. So 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 is this aspect of the our our contribution in that sense, our work to 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 to, to further our, 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 our justification that, that that James was referring to in James two verse fourteen when he says what doth it profit my brethren though a man say he hath faith. And have not works, can faith save him? Praise God. What is the work? We know clearly from scripture that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. So he's not referring to, to works unto salvation. No, he's referring to works after salvation. Now come down to verse 17. Let me read from there. He said, Even so, if faith had not works, it is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my word. By my works, thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But will thou, O vain man, that would thou know, O vain man, that faith that work is there? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his own son upon the altar? Now, follow me closely. Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? Now, look at this. If you look at this without the whole chapter, you will think that he's saying that we can be saved by works. But see what three says. And the scripture was fulfilled with faith. Abraham, what? Believed God. And it was in Peter unto him for what? Right. That means his righteousness was not of works; It was of what? Of the belief. is of faith in God. But when Abraham became righteous, notice in Genesis 18 verse 1, God came to him and said, Abraham, walk before me and be thou perfect. Praise God. Abraham in 15 was justified by word, by faith. Amen. But in verse 18 of Genesis, the Bible says, and, and God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, walk before me and be perfect. So, the faith that we profess must be be. be and um, um, be, be supported by, by good works after we've been saved. That's what James is saying here. And, and the scripture was to in free which said Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the handlord justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. Now, for as the body without spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Now, the essence of James' um, um, um teaching here is that faith without works is dead. So you, you, we can't claim we are born again and, no, and don't have a corresponding life to show the things that God has said. Genesis 15, the Bible says, Abraham believed God, and his belief was counted for what? Righteousness. In fact, he believed God before he even offered his son Isaac. His righteousness is not based on on, on the works of of, of of the sacrifice. He did that before even Isaac came. So Abraham had not seen anything yet. He just believed what God said. And God says, By faith, Abraham, you have been justified. But in chapter 18 of Genesis, God said to Abraham, Now that you've been justified by faith, you must walk before me. Everybody talk with me, everybody tonight. Talk with me today. So you don't think I'm just talking. Turn Genesis chapter number 15. Because this is the will of God. And then and then there are many folks who have used James to claim that, um, uh, um, you know, we are saved by works and not by faith alone. So we must do some works to get saved. But no, 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 no. Don't ever like that that way. It, 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 will, it, will, it will lead to error. Genesis 15. Um, let's read verses 6. And he believed God or in the Lord and he counted it to him for what? Righteousness. What did he believe in God? He believed the word of God. That God said to him, I will send your children to a strange land. I've called you out of the all the, the, um, 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 of the Chaldee come and follow me and Abraham did not question God he took his wife he took his his nephew uh, and 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 all he heard and Lord and came. for believing God's word by faith the bible says god imputed it to him for what righteousness so Abraham became a pattern unto us that 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 salvation or righteousness or other justification only comes by faith alone in God and, and Paul said that in Romans chapter 4 that this is what Abraham our father saw when he believed God. Now Tom come to, come forward to try Hallelujah. You know and, 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 and God appeared to Abraham in the heat of the day and, 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 and when, when when his eyes was lifted up, the Bible says they, they came to him and, and, and God spoke to Abraham to, to walk before him and be word, and be thou perfect. So God gave Abraham the command to walk, to do what, to walk before Him and be and be perfect. So, so what we are saying in Genesis tonight is that uh, the, the, the the call of God unto sanctification, Amen. Tonight is unto us to 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 live the pattern life of God out. But let me come down tonight as we make progress in this study. Sanctification is grace and work in manifestation in our lives sanctification is the continuous putting to death this sinful nature but before I go back because I'm saying the word continuous because that word is very important now is continuous. But for something to continue, it must first and foremost have been what? Established. You can't continue something where you did, just for instance, you're watching a movie and then something happened, you had to pause to do something and then when you come back, what do you do? You just continue. So you can't continue what you've not begun. So where did sanctification actually begin? Turn with me tonight to First Corinthians chapter 1 first corinthians to the one let's look at verse 30. first corinthians 1 30. so for the child of god we 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 began our work of sanctification from a point so when we are justified or when we when we believe god by faith through the help of god and we we receive the the the, the atoning power of jesus in the lord we got justified, and at the same time we got word sanctified. So uh, the initial point of sanctification is that the point of word justification. First Corinthians 1:30 he says, But of him are ye where in Christ. Who of God is made unto us wisdom and justification or righteousness. And sanctification and redemption so at the point of redemption Christ came into us Christ renewed us and how do we know that by giving us his wisdom for who is wisdom Christ himself is who is wisdom first Corinthians 1 the 3 the Bible says for Christ himself is both the power of God and who and who the wisdom of God so when it says he made unto us wisdom it means Christ became alive in us, in that any case he became our wisdom but much more in redemption he became our justification and our sanctification. So everyone who is born again at an instant in his life was sanctified. But you see having been sanctified we are also expected to progressively, praise God so there's a progressive aspect of sanctification. And that's why you must know that God has called us therein. He's the will of God. So for this is the will of God for us, even our sanctification. 1 Corinthians 6, talk to everybody that tonight, verse 11. 1 Corinthians 6, 11. See what it says there. And such were some of you, but you are washed but ye are sanctified but ye are justified you see that but you see see, somewhere such where some of you if you read from beginning you see that in fact from verse 9 know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of god be not deceived neither fornicators No idolaters, no adulterers, no effeminate, no abusers of the mankind, no thieves, no covetous, no drunkards, no rivalers, no extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now notice that this was our state before we came to Jesus. This was our state before 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 we received the grace of God. This was this is the state of every human being. For those that do these things like this, actually. Are falling in nature. So Paul is saying in verse 11, and such were what some of you, but ye were what? Ye are what? Washed. So that means we've been washed from these things. But is it by our strength? No. By the washing and the renewal and what? The regeneration of who? The Holy Ghost. So, who washed us? The Holy Ghost. We didn't wash ourselves. We didn't come to know He washed us. Ephesians 5, 26, that He might sanctify and cleanse the church by the washing of the water by the Word. So, when were we washed? We were washed when we got born again. Praise God. So, it's it's a work of God. It's a gift of God. It's God's privilege unto us to be so washed. But when we were washed, at the same time, we were sanctified made holy at that instant we were what justified so at the same time we were washed we were converted we were sanctified we were justified and we we're redeemed so say amen tonight so there's an instance that this happened in a point in your life but god now gives you the 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 remainder work to do as you make that's what james is saying to continually work out that aspect of your salvation In the sense of progressively Working in sanctification by mortifying the flesh So, sanctification is living holy But is a work of continuous grace and faith And what does it really mean? It means putting to death Amen tonight Putting to death the, the old man you see, we put to death the old man. The old man is there. That sinful nature. You see, when we got born again, we, our spirit was regenerated. But you see, our minds remained unregenerated. Praise God. That's what when you got born again. Your memory did not delete your past. Your past. Your past. You know, your past encounters might still be there haunting you. Yeah, because because that's not the part of man that God regenerated. Now it is the spirit of man that God regenerated. Praise God tonight. Hallelujah. And the Pope said in Romans 12 verse 2 it says, Be not conformed to this world how? Because your spirit has been recreated, but your mind, your body, your soul has been programmed with this world. So now, having been born again, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, be ye changed, be be ye transformed by what? the renewing of your mind. Your mind has to be renewed. That mind has been so polluted, that mind has been so destroyed, it has been so infiltrated that you need to renew it by word, by the word of God. For until you so do, you will not prove that which is perfect, good, and acceptable will of God for you. So, so it is it is something that we must pursue. We mustn't give room to, to the flesh. So it's a continuous deadening of the sinful nature. It's a daily work that we we mortify. What so that means to kill. You know, I was telling you in the days where this was written, they were they were they were you know you you think. That our world is so promiscuous, it's only true. The world in the days of Paul was much more than today. You no, know, is is we are gradually coming to that age. You see, in their days, there were prostitutes on the streets, but now it, it wasn't even, it was it was it, it was an act of religious worship, it was so much men were infeminate. No, infeminate means men behaving like women. Is there a feminine means human, a man trying to become a cross dresser? That's a feminine, a man trying to be a man doing like a woman, men trying te- to te- take female hormonal pills, just so. Yeah, it's been happening in the days of all. the days of Jesus. It was there, they were feminites, they were homosexuals, and Jesus made pronouncement on those things when he spoke in Matthew 19 and Mark 10. He says for marriage is between a man and a woman. That's all he needed to say to say homosexuals is against the will of God. So, what is what is this for you and I? We must know that God expects of us, and you know that whatever God expects of man, the devil will do everything for you in will to do it because he wants to oppose everything. pertains to God so every time there's a flesh fighting is the devil walking on your flesh is devil trying you see and and the flesh is 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 tingling you 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 enjoy those things when you when men go to bar to drink to play you know just go go to club go to cinema just hang out with friends non-believers just talking Talking and just talking yourself away. You know, and and time so flies. You see, sin actually is pleasure. Bible says in Hebrews 11, it says, Moses refused the pleasures of Egypt for his sins. Tell me, everybody, to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. So you know that that you are not going through anything special. Moses had to leave the kingdom of, of Pharaoh. Hebrews 11. Let's read verse... Oh thank you Lord Jesus, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, okay verse 23 24, okay verse 23, Moses was the son of Pharaoh's daughter, Moses was, was in a privileged situation in a place in his time, so there's no excuse, so you can't say um, um, our time is morning because that pastor you don't know this my phone is killing me, no in their days, it wasn't formed. What was killing them was physical. It was flesh to flesh, eyeball to eyeball. But in our day now, it's so, so, there's no excuse for any generation. So we can't say, Lord, please pardon me for uh, uh, when, when I leave. Things was too hard. i telling you, Jesus resisted temptation even unto death. But we have not even done so with our blood. And we are complaining. But the Bible says he's too firm. he stood firm. It says, And the prince of this world came to him and found nothing in him. So we have no excuse Moses had the privilege to enjoy everything you see in this time Egypt was like the 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 the, the, the most the, the, the biggest country or nation on earth that was where Moses was born he was a prince in Egypt he had he could travel anyway he had everything first class but hear what he said verse 24 by faith you see, now it's by faith. It means it means it means it means he lived like this after faith. Praise God. These things didn't make him before faith. It's what after faith. Now, in faith, it was sanctified, but the 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 faith he believed in commands him to do what? To continually live in that pattern. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years. Refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Sometimes they've called you the son of this and that. They, they, there, are some, there are some wrong appellations that they've given you. But now having been born again by faith. You must refuse those appellations. Amen tonight. When your friends come again to call you. Let's go party. Tell them they want that parties died some years ago. This one now is a new creature in Christ. Hallelujah. For if any man being Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away. God has not called the church to lasciviousness, to wantonness, to rivalry, to just, to just enjoying themselves just out of the will of God. No, he has called us to, to righteous living. Refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25. Now, see what it says. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for words, a season. You see, sin has pleasure, but, but the pleasure has a terminal date. So Moses chose to live a sanctified life. And God found him. That's what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2 verse 22 from 20. He said thou, O Timothy, flee youthful loss. Cleanse yourself from every filthiness of the spirit and of the word of the flesh. So, sanctification, like God said, is his will. And guess what? I thank God that he's not leaving us alone to push this. See, his spirit in us is also helping and aiding us to mortify the flesh. Who are sanctified? Let me run tonight. There's so much to say, but I just encourage you. Please, for time's sake, take note of this. Romans 6, 19 and 22. Write it down and read afterwards. Thessalonians 2, verse 13. Note it down and write it down. So it is the mortification of the flesh. Now, please write this down. We don't go through all today. Ephesians chapter 4. I wish I could read from 17 to 32, but it's, it's too long. We don't have much time. Um, in any case, we should, but let's see how, how God will help us. Ephesians chapter 4, um, 17 through 32. But for, for the sake of this evening, let's read verse 22 to 24. That ye put off, so I put off. That is, it's on you. You see, you don't put off what is not on. So when we got justified and sanctified, we're still wearing a field garment. And that's why Zachariah would say that I saw Joshua the high priest putting on a field garment. And also to me, Go on and get that garment off him. Amen tonight. He says, he says, it says that he put off concerning the former word lifestyle. The old man. So there's an old man. So that old man is still alive. But that old man should be dying gradually. And how does what kills that old man? What kills that old nature? is your exposure to words like this. Your exposure to praying. Your exposure to the spirit. Your obeying. Your yielding to the spirit of God. And in any case you can't yield to the spirit of God when God's word is not in you. Which is now see that now. Now imagine he says that old man is what? Is what is corrupt. Where is he living? What old man living? He's living in you and I. And this old man living in us is what is corrupt. So there's a corrupt man still living in us today, but is our now. Guess what? He didn't say the Holy Ghost will cast above. He says, You put it off. By what? The help of the Spirit. That's the continuous work of what? Sanctification that God has given us now. That's why you have a role. You have a task. God will not give you a task to carry out that He has not empowered you to do. Remember it again. So don't say, Pastor, I'm weak. No, the don't you're weak because you don't have enough fuel. What's the fuel? The fuel is the Word and the Spirit. Pastor, I'm weak. You don't have enough battery. What's the battery? The Word and the Spirit. Apostle, this thing, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Yes, everyone struggles. But the more we get to the Word and the Spirit and prayer, this this old man progressively is reducing in you daily, daily, daily. Let's see it again. That you put off. concerning Now, let me read that in the, in the amplifier and see how he says it. Ephesians 4, 22. Amen tonight. It says here that regarding your previous way of life, you see that? You put off your old self. That means your old self is still actually living. Your old consciousness, your old mind completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desire. So is there. The nature is there. Which is corrupt according to the civil laws. 23. And be what? Renewed in the spirit of your mind. So it means you can renew that mind. 24. And that you put on what? The new man. Which after God is created in what? Righteousness and true holiness. So there's a new man that you must live. There's a new coat you must wear. There's a new life you must live now. And that life is in holiness. There's an old man. Two things to note here. The old man is in you. But God says put it off. God can't say put it off if he hasn't given the power to do what? To put it off. So you can stop it. Oh, don't tell pastor, I I, I can't help it. No, no, it's a lie. You can help it. Tonight say, Lord, you say I can help it. I receive strength right now to put off the old man in the name of Jesus. Amen. Tonight. Colossians 3. You know, I said Ephesians 4 17 to 32. I wish we could read all maybe maybe something, but but tonight just know that and after this you please go and read it. But the, the bottom line here is that the old man is there, but he says, put it off. Don't tell me that you are stubborn. No, you, you can't be stubborn. That's the old nature. It is your duty to... You see, if you don't put it off, there are some things you can't enjoy with God. There are some commitments God cannot give you. There are some... There are some... There are some, there, there are some roles you can't play. Please, do not talk with me to Second Timothy. It's your interest to put it off. Chapter 2. Let me read from the Amplified. I want to read from verse 20. Hear what he said to Timothy, because if you don't put it off, there are things, there are some realms in God, you can't, we can listen, we can fake it in the flesh. We might have a form of godliness, but the power will not be there. So what breaks revival in any generation is first and foremost the living right, a, 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 admiring righteousness, wanting to live like God those are the things that breaks revival men cannot continue in sin that grace will abound god forbid if there will be a revival and a wooden award today it must come from men who separate themselves let me read from verse 20 of Second Timothy because it's your interest it says now in a large house with large house the house of god they are not only vessels of, and objects of gold and silver but also vessels of and objects of wood and of earthenware. And some are for honorable, noble, good use, and some are for what? Visorable and ignoble, common use. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, you see that means, notice it says we were cleansed. Now it says, cleanse yourself. And God has cleansed us, but we have a duty but the cleansing power of God, to also cleanse ourselves. King James says, if a man therefore purges himself. Now notice that Jesus, now hold on now, see this word. I feel something in my spirit. Put your hand in that place and go to Hebrews chapter number 1. Hebrews 1. Please, put your hands there Hebrews 1. Let me show you something there in verse, in verse, in verse, in verse verse 3. I, I, are you there with me? You know, she says, Purge ourselves. What's see what says. Who does Christ, being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by word, the word of his power, when he himself had word, purge our sins? Praise God. So Christ purged us, justified us, and what? Sanctified But you See, we have. By the token of the same purging of Christ, we have a duty to also word, Purge ourselves. Purge ourselves. Purge ourselves from headiness. Purge ourselves from everything that is not godly. So we we purge it and and God God expects this of us. And this tunnel is not so high. Let's go back again. Verse 1. Therefore, if anyone curses himself from this which are dishonorable, disobedient, sinful, he will be a vessel for honor sanctified, set apart for a special purpose and useful to the master, prepared for every good work. The next thing we say, run away from youthful loss, but pursue, you see, who pursues it? He says to us, which should what? Run away. As in, run away. Sometimes we... We are we are we are embracing unrighteousness. We are we are we are accommodating things that that, that will engender loss. We are in, we are enjoined to run away by, by the spirit of God and to run means to utterly run, like, like Joseph ran away from, from from Potiphar's wife. Run away, run to help, run to cover, cover. Become accountable. Now, I, I will teach this more as we progress. About time is almost up tonight. So we see here that there's a responsibility for continuous sanctification in our Christian work. And the Holy Ghost has been left here to help us. Friends, you are not alone in this. This is the will of God for you. Sin is not it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's 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 not meant to overrule you, for you are no more under the law of dead of sin. It's in our own interest, and much more for the interest of God also, that we live sanctified lives. God is looking for vessels. God is looking for for people to to save. He said, "Who will I send? Who will go for us?" Oh, maybe tonight I, I want to end with with Isaiah chapter six. Maybe I will end with that. Me to end with that. God cannot find men to sin until He finds men that are ready to lay down sin and live a sanctified life. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't minister. We can't. We can't be, be, be the ministers of righteousness yet live in what unrighteousness. No, God doesn't expect that. That is hypocrisy, and God hates hypocrites. He's calling you and I. Before I close tonight. I will end with Isaiah 76. But turn me to, to Colossians, Colossians 3, verses 1 through 10. Please write it down. But for time step tonight, I'm going to read only verses 9 and 10. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 10. These things I'm sharing with you today, they are scriptures, they are not my opinions, they are not my words, they are not my ideas, they are not my, my movement. It's not my doctrine, it's a doctrine of Christ, praise God. Colossians 3 verse 9 and 10, let me read from here. Lie not one to another, wow. seeing that ye have put off the words. The old man. That means when the old man is being put off, the sign is that you will not live the old man's life anymore. Lie not one to another. That means the believer is not called to lie one to another. There's something like white lie. There's 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 there's, there's, there's something like 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 I don't know what to call it. Lie not one to another. Why? Because you see, you have put off the old man. It's those that the old man is still ruling them that lie. You have put up the old man which is what his deeds. Verse 10. And have put on the word the new man. Now notice which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him the word created him. I love this tonight. It's the will of God. Yeah, you must you must embrace sanctification will be sanctified, but we are called. It says the church of Jesus must not be those that profess it with mouth alone, but those that, that, that leave it out. Don't be like those who, who have a form of godliness. You dress, you speak Christianity, you 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 you, you, you wear a Christian tag. But guess what? Your life is is, is, is is antithetical. Your life is direct opposite of what the word of God is. No, God says, No, I want you to live like me. But the way you can do that is by your constant exposure to my word. The goal and measure. sanctification is Christ-likeness. Please write it down. The goal and the measure and the yastic for assessing sanctification is Christ-likeness. How Christ-like are you? So you want to measure your sanctification, how you are making progress along these lines is your Christ-likeness. How Christ-like are you daily? How Christ-like are you in your dealings with your brethren? How, how, how Christ-like are you in your dealing with God? How Christ-like are you? You know what Christ used to do? He prays. Mark wanted And early in the morning, as his custom was, he wake up long before the day and goes to a place secret to pray. Are you a prayerful believer? Christ-likeness. Luke 18-1, and they give a parable on his wise, saying to them, men always ought to pray and not to faint. Are you a praying child of God? Christ-likeness. This is how measure your progressive pro- state in Christ. Amen tonight. So the, the the measure and the and the goal and the yes is what is Christ likeness Talk with me tonight quickly to Romans 8 verse 29. Romans 8 29 and maybe I, I, I'll read one more scripture and then and then and then i I will I will I will I will, I will, I will get to Isaiah tonight and we'll close Romans 8 29 the measure, the measure, the measure, the measure is your Christ-likeness. How Christ-like are you to your wife, to your husband, to your pastor, to God's word? How do you react? How do you relate to the word of God? How do you how do you relate to God Himself? How do you, how do you, how do you see Him? You know, today I was studying, and 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 then Psalm eight came to my heart. Psalm eight, verse one, and 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 verse nine. So, oh Lord, oh Lord, my Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth! And same thing in verse nine. And 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 I was there just thinking about this word. You know, just thinking, just thinking. I'm blessing God. I'm blessing God. I'm blessing God. Romans, eight. You see. Christianity is a discipline. There's no room for do how you want. No, you, we, we can't. If if we do how we want, it means we have not we have not held the right gospel. Paul said in verses 5, he says, he, says, he, says, he says, yes, we have been called onto what liberty in what in the spirit. You see, it's not in the flesh, it's a liberty in the spirit. But guess what? we must not use that liberty for an occasion to satisfy our fleshly and old man desires it's not the will of god so if we're caught into liberty that liberty must lead us into right living romans 8 29 for whom he did for new or for no he also did what predestinate to be conformed so the essence of the election and the predestination, and the call, and the atonement, and the conversion is what to be what conform to what the image of the son. So, if your election and your call is not leading you to conforming to the, to the image of Jesus, God is calling you tonight. You see, God has laid for us His His will. There will be no excuse. Stay strong child of God. We've been called on to sanctification. And He can't call us to do what He has not empowered us to do. The reason you are still indulging because you still love that life. You love that sin. You love it. He, he's, he's bringing pleasure. But, but, but guess what Moses said? He said, he said, he said, he said, he refused the pleasure of sin because it's for a moment. Don't let what is momentum destroy what is eternal. Because it's in your interest that you live like this. Why? Because you become a useful vessel in the hands of God. Do you know that nobody uses plate that a, a, a plate that we use three days back to eat? No matter how sweet the food is. For the plate that is contaminated will destroy the pleasantness of the food. Isaiah 6. And I close tonight. The church is not called to itself, is called unto God. Isaiah 6. Isaiah 6. Tonight I won't go to details of, of, of Isaiah 6, but just to make a point there tonight as I close. Let me read from verse from verse 1. And in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his strength filled the temple. Verse 2, Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain, they covered his face, and, and with twain, he covered his feet, and with twain, he did fly. And one cried unto another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved, at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of clean people. But eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the set of hims unto me, having a life coal in his hand, and he had taken it with the tongues from the altar, and he laid it upon my mouth, and said, Lo, these had taught their lips, and their iniquity is taken away and thy sin his word, is paused. After the is paused, he said, also I heard a voice say to me, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here I am, send me. But do you know, before this encounter, Isaiah had been prophesying. But when his tongue was purged and his sins was cleansed, he had a fresh call. When he became a sanctified prophet, when the fire of God cleansed and purged him, he had the fresh call. Don't get to heaven and you discover that you didn't start what God actually designed you to start because of the pleasure of sin. If you don't kill that sin by the power of God, that sin will deprive you of eternal reward. If you enjoy all you enjoy on earth in the flesh, in the sinful nature, it will deprive you of the crown, of the blessedness, of the reward you should enjoy in eternity. Remember tonight, sin is for a moment. Let us pray. Father, I thank you. I spoke in the ability which you gave me. Beyond what I can do, I can say, Lord, go and reach your people, Father, and help them. The purpose of the word, O God, is that you want to help us. That's why the word is taught. We receive that help tonight. We break through the resistance. We break through the, 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 the weaknesses. We break through that, that threshold of sin. We break in the realms of obedience to your word. Lord, from tonight you begin to do a quick work in us. Teach us, help us, show us that we might fulfill that which you have called us to do by your spirit that dwells in us. We bless your name, O God. We praise you. For your church, we praise you. Our generation, Lord, we bless your name. For you have left your spirit in us at this time until your work on earth is done. I will bless your name, O God, in my generation. The church at Oba will bless your name in this generation. And every saint that your hands is mighty on will also bless your name in this generation. You build your church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. Lord, we, go, we, we, we break through the, 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 the mirage of entertainment, of, 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 of fun in church. We enter the realms of righteousness, the realms of glory and true power in righteousness. Let like the convicting word of God pierce through the souls and the hearts of men. Revive your church, O oh God. Let like your people with my priest team. For the days are here when the true church will worship you in spirit and in truth. Help our hearts, oh God. Let the old man die. Give us strength to mortify daily. That we might live unto you. So when we see you at the end of life, we will not be ashamed of ourselves. But we will be bold toward you. Having walked in the spirit. Thank you, Father pray with us even tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Someone say with me tonight, Amen. Thank you tonight for listening. I believe you've been blessed, just as I have been. If this word has blessed you tonight, you can feel free to share it. Just get the, the message as, as, as for Sunday upload it, and share with people, share with Christians. And let them know this is the will of God. This is the will of God for the church. This is the will of God for this, how God brings revival in the land. For every time the land will the revive there's always first righteous living, righteousness, holiness in the land. is entrenched. God bless you tonight. I appreciate you all. Thank you for watching me for transcribing. Uh, Thank you, Brother Manuel. Thank you, everybody, for listening tonight. I, I, I just want to allow you to rest and sleep. And then we'll see you on Saturday by the grace of God prayer meeting and on Sunday for Bible study. God bless you, richly. See you again in Jesus' name. Amen.